0: And welcome to a new episode of devil in the detail we have had a lot of things happening in the world of football and manchester united we're going to approach this one in chronological order so we're going to go from the el sacco uh spurs versus manchester united uh following that conte's appointment then talk about atalanta uh that game and then a look ahead towards uh, city at the weekend as well so First and foremost, the uh, the Spurs game. What did you think of it? Obviously, a nice 3-0 victory to Manchester United. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that deal?
1: Yeah, it, it was refreshing, wasn't it? The best thing about it was us not conceding first, which I loved. Like the first time, and it feels like this season when we've not conceded first. But it was great. It was great. It was an entertaining game. Um, and it was nice to see that the players had some fight for Oli and for the shirt and whatnot because after that liverpool game we all doubted their um, like you know their credentials and if they actually wanted to play for the club when they put up a performance like that but it was impressive played the five at the back and a lot of people say it's defensive and boring but if you look at antonio conte's teams they score the most goals in the league most seasons when they win things two calls chelsea at this season are the top scoring team in the league i think or just behind man city um so yeah, it was nice to have a solid defensive base where we didn't give a team many chances and then we know that we've got the firepower up front no matter who we play there and what formation we play and what system we play to get us goals. So yeah, it, it was refreshing to see um, and I know it was Tottenham and they're on a horrible run but to limit another top six or big six club, if you will, to literally pinging balls into for Varane and Maguire and Lindelof to gobble up and creating no chances and not having a chance on a shot on target considering how poor our defence has been this season was great. Um, but I think obviously people are going to take up a pinch of salt because of how poor Spurs have been and all the Nuno stuff. And the fact that he's completely blunted like Son and Kane and also made them shocking defensively as well. But, you know, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And I think to go away to a big six team and win 3-0 no matter what form you're in or they're in is a good result.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... Like you say, without a shot shot on target, uh, Spurs at home is pretty incredible. It's not like they had a man sent off or or whatever. I mean, eleven men throughout the entirety of it. It was nice to see David de Gea not getting a man of match performance. Yeah, uh, not to, to, to make it, a say.
1: started to feel sorry for him recently.
0: Yeah, and obviously it, that was the the start of uh, Ollie's. Conte tactics. It's so, like if if we're not getting Conte, uh, Oli, will go with. His, uh, hate that with, point, with the man. back five himself.
1: I hate that point because uh, he's done it before. Yeah, but yeah, uh...
0: he has done it before. Yeah, I mean, it, he needed to to change things radically. Couldn't it? it didn't he? Like yeah. that was either uh, either dropping uh, Lindelof or or Maguire or or Luke Shaw. You can't keep that same back line. You can't concede eleven goals in three games and then be like, right, same again, then boys
1: yeah <laughs> yeah true you need
0: to change things uh radically and so he he did he went with the back five and we look so uh so, so solid like yeah it was and obviously Varane coming in was uh, a, a big part of that mm-hmm. um well <laughs> we'll talk about his yeah for one <laughs> we'll week. talk about yeah yeah i mean it was very short lived but yeah. uh but yeah we'll talk about that later um but yeah we didn't create a massive amount of chances ourselves, but when you've got world-class uh, offensive talent, that are, I mean, Ronaldo's always going to be clinical, isn't he? Cavani's always going to be clinical. Mm-hmm. It was the, the oldest um, team that he's fielded as well. Obviously, Cavani yeah. and Ronaldo helped uh, massively uh, to, to get that age up. Yeah, Veran's
1: well, not... Well, how would he 29, 28? 28, 29. Maguire's 28, 28, 28 as well, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was it was obviously a, a lot better, um, and just a, an absolute stark contrast to the uh, to the Liverpool performance. What I liked, so looking kind of um, diving in a bit deeper tactically into it, I thought that we actually pressed a l- well in the um, uh, in the back five. Yeah, like I think there, there was a time where Lindelof, I think there was a throw in. That, that Spurs had, and Lindelof stepped in front of the, of, of the player uh, uh, to win the ball from a fro- uh, from the throw, and I just thought that's something that you just c- could not do in a back four because you haven't you can't just j- try and dive in as a centre back in front of a, a guy that's receiving a throw because if it goes to pot then it's just massive gap there. There's a massive hole, so I think it allowed our centre backs to kind of push up or just to to try and, and win the ball, nip in front. Because they know they have that security there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also bringing the ball out, you can be a, you can be a bit more confident because we've been awful passing the ball out from the back. It it gives you that security that if you do bring the ball out from the back and and look for a forward pass, if it goes wrong, you've still got that that security there as well. So I think it helped with the the confidence in that respect as well. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we dominated. Well. We didn't dominate possession they had they had uh uh fifty eight percent but we we uh, we dominated the game and it was nice to just to have a a game where I just never felt in trouble like throughout the entirety of it yeah it was, it was refreshing. Only, yeah it was only the the, the <coughs> Leeds game at the start of the season, which there was uh anything that similar to that really mm. um that's that was the only game that we've had like a convincing victory where i've just been at ease and just enjoyed the game uh but yeah what do you think about the the back five and going forward do you would you want him to kind of do you want that this to be united's style of play because that's been uh, something that's been thrown at ollie that we don't have a style of play do you think this could be ollie's style of play going forward i know you probably don't want him at the club. But, mm. <laughs> but if 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 he stays, do you think this could be Ollie's uh, Man United style of play going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see the issue of it because, like you said, it provides so much security. And when you've got a midfield two of Fred and McTominay or Fred and Pogba, Fred and Matic, or whatever two you want to put in there, that isn't the most secure and the most made for being defensive, then playing five defenders does help. So it provides so much security for the weaknesses in the team. And like when Maguire's not on form or Shaw's not on form or say in a month's time Varane's not on form or wan not on form, then playing that amount of defenders allows people to step in for each other and cover for each other. And I think with the Atalanta game, we'll get on to later with the goals they scored when we switch to a back four you could see the difference because if one mistake's made, then you've you've completely fucked it. Whereas when you've got five defenders that, like you said, Maguire might step out and press and then McTominay can drop into that back five and provide the security there. It's just very fluid in how it works. And like, like we said, we don't need a massive amount of chances to score goals because we've got some of the best finishers and best strikers in the world at the club at the minute. So I think it is sustainable. People might only say, well, we only had three or four clear-cut chances, we scored three goals, fair enough. But if you look at these teams, like the Chelsea teams, like the Conte teams, they have these clinical finishers up front for a reason and the people that can always put chances away. So I don't see an issue with it personally. I do think obviously we might get onto the the issue of like limiting Sancho, potentially Rashford's minutes, Lingard not make get getting many chances, so on, and maybe Cavani and Ronaldo being out of the team because we've only got three attacking spaces and we've got about seven or eight brilliant players who deserve to be on the pitch most weeks. But if you if you leave that bit aside, like it is, it is more. It should be more about the team than about the players. And if Sancho isn't happy in a year's time, or Martial, or Rashford, then if we're winning stuff, I'm going to be honest, Decker, I I wouldn't care. Because if you look at Chelsea's team, they've got a, a brilliant array of attacking options. Look at City's team. Look at Liverpool's team. They can't play every brilliant player every week. It's just not how football works. So I think we've got to prioritise the team and results now. Because I think this season so far. Solskjaer has just tried to get his best 11 players on the pitch, big like big name-wise, other than maybe Sancho, but yeah. it hasn't worked, so I think you do have to figure out a system, and that maybe might mean sacrificing Sancho one week, or Rashford the next, or Cavani the next, or whoever, but if we're winning games and winning things, then I, I really couldn't care less, and for the argument about Sancho, if we get into that, about him potentially not getting minutes... It feels a bit weird to say you have, uh, our 80 pounds signing is one of the best wing, young wingers on the planet, needs time and should just bide his time. But if you look at next season, Cavani we know is probably going to go bar a miracle. Ronaldo's going to be 37. As much as I love him, I'm sure he won't want to you know, stop playing as many games. He's going to have to manage his game time. So players like that and Lingard and maybe even Martial are going to get more opportunities next season and the season after that because people are going to be phased out the team so i yes. think i think to add on to that um, yeah
0: so his direct competition at the moment is greenwood if you know ronaldo has to play less games if cavani goes greenwood you would imagine would be the guy yeah. at the top wouldn't he? like so that's he one of his the the guys he's competing with on that right hand side well he can play on the right or left but mm-hmm. uh, um yeah that's one of his direct competitors that, to get in the team yeah i uh, forgot out. about greenwood so i think yeah. uh, yeah, I think that will that will obviously help him. And like you say he's very very young. Like I don't mm-hmm. think it's yes, the price tag doesn't mean he's going to hit the ground running just because he's a 72 million pound player. Yeah, he's exactly. still he, he's we bought him he, the reason why his price is so high because of his talent for the future. This yeah. season, even if he's like a bit part player, I don't think his uh is going to impact his united career, you know, when you look Back in like seven, eight years' time, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully Sancho's still at the club. I mean, he would have to have, he would definitely have a, be a success if he's still in the club in, in in seven, eight years' time. But yeah, this this start of his United career, it's not going to be, it's going to be like completely insignificant, isn't it? Yeah. When you look at the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, I, I, I completely, Greenwood completely slipped my mind, but they are going to get opportunities and we're going to have to rotate and we aren't going to play the same team week in, week out, I hope at least. So, yeah, and competition is a good thing as well. If if we just had two players, if we'd say all we had was Ronaldo and Cavani up there and we didn't have any of the other options and they were playing no matter what form they are in, then that would be an issue. So, if you look at the great teams over the last few years, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, they all have strength in depth and even though you might hear whispers of certain players not being happy, you don't ever see really anyone vying for a move because if you're at a team that's winning Champions League and Premier Leagues, then you're going to take that, aren't you? And look at Bernardo Silva or someone like that, for example, who was out of the City team last season, wanted to leave. Guardiola's put him back in from the off and he's been one of the best players in the league and he looks happy again. So people will get opportunities, unless you're Donny van der Beek, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, uh, uh, that is true. Uh, Donny, yeah, Donny. I understood when people were calling him. Like to play as a number six was just crazy, and he even said in like Rio Ferdinand's podcast, "I can play number six it's, just, Yeah, he's going to say that, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but now, when you look at some of the things that have, when you when you look at some of the games that he could have played very very recently, where you know I think at um, when when he got man sent off versus uh, Liverpool, or was it? Was it in the which which game did we bloody uh, bring on um, where Fred started to play as a number?
1: The Spurs you know, the game near the Yeah, end it of the was the Spurs, Spurs game, though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, he opted to put um, Fred as a number and brought on. as a on. number ten. Yeah, and put Mata. But it worked, of... didn't it? It did work. Yeah, yeah it's it, like it did, but but you. I mean, if if we're doing that, I mean, you you've got Lingard and who can play centrally um, mm. and. Donny van der Beek, who, and we're, we're winning, we're winning there. I mean, it would have pleased the fans if he would have brought it, but it's difficult to criticise a three nil win, isn't it? But yeah, if, it, if it, um but in the, in that situation, you would have thought just to even please the fans even more, you could given uh, Donny van der Beek a, uh,
1: a shot for like twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't. In a comfortable I, win. I don't think it there wouldn't have been much point to it because we're not chasing the game, so he's not really going to get into it. He's probably not going to get many touches and although you say like Fred was played in the more advanced role it was more of a flat 532 than a 5212 which we started with with Bruno so i think he wanted to provide a bit more stability to be honest and i don't think Fred was on a booking so he left him on and matic is a great player to bring on and close games out as well like he can control the tempo of the game he's strong he can pick a pass and the assisted rashford near the end so Yeah, I do think... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's certain games for Donny, like the game at Atalanta, which we'll get on to. I would have liked him to get more minutes there because he actually came on and probably put in his best five minutes, if you could say that, that he ever has for us. He he nearly scored near the end, which would have been amazing, but... Yeah. Mm. I, I'll i be really sad if he does go, even if he goes out on loan in January, because I do think there's a place for him in this team with his system now, where you could play a slightly more expansive midfield 2 or 3, where you could maybe play Matic, Donny and Bruno, or Fred, Donny and Bruno, and I think it would work, especially with the amount of tracking that Bruno does in games as well. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I I hope he gets more opportunities in the next couple of months before the January transfer window, but... I just can't yeah. see it because it's gone on so long now. Um, yeah, but I do feel sorry for him because we know there's a real player in there, and he, like there's players like Martial who get who people say he doesn't get the service, who hasn't had the opportunities. But he's been at the club six, seven years. Vanderbeek's only been here a season, so I do think he deserves opportunities. And hopefully, you know, maybe in the smaller games against Watford at home or something like that. I don't know if it's at home actually, but Watford, you know, Norwich, Burnley. Even if we do stick with a five-two-one-two, two, we could get opportunities when we want to be a bit more expansive. And then, like we've spoke about before, maybe Sancho or Rashford could play wing back and basically just be a winger because we don't need to defend and we've got two DMs as well as three centre backs. So it, it's a system that, that can change and can move. You know, it can be remoulded with different players because if you look at how Chelsea play, Reese James scores more goals than anyone at the minute. So you definitely can yeah. play attacking players on then wing back roles and play more expansive midfield. Yeah,
0: I'd agree, and, and the, my biggest kind of regret, I guess, with with Donny, if he does leave, is he hasn't had a chance like no. with Di Maria and, and big name players that we have signed, like they haven't worked out and he's left. I haven't been too bothered about yeah. because you know they've had that game time, but with Donny, it's almost like we don't know how he would have, how he could have been, because he just wasn't given that game time. Just like little little cameos like in the i mean the carabao cup is is that his only not like is that his only start i think this season i believe yeah so. i think
1: so and to be honest he was a bit shit in that game but yeah. um I mean, people are raving about it i know i know he, he actually he got a lot of credit was, for it but i don't think i think he was pretty average to be honest but yeah that's not me being horrible. the only goal it's of just... that
0: game it was him kind of losing a losing his market on the pullback yeah like we lost 1-0 didn't we yeah and it
1: was his man that actually scored I do think but... it's different as well sorry I do think it's different as well because he's not been put into the prime team with Ronaldo and Bruno and he's been put in our second string team as well yeah so when yeah, you try to create stuff and you know when you know he's probably the best player on that pitch on that day on ability yeah. so it could be a bit harder for him but yeah i d you know if he had had loads of loads of opportunities and stuff i would say he's got no excuses because i can be a bit harsh on our players at times but he hasn't so yeah yeah we'll see what yeah, happens. yeah i think
0: he deserves deserves more opportunities than uh, than what he's gotten Definitely. so the that game it did turn out to be the el sakiko to be honest after after the result i i did think it would it would have well before the game i thought it would have only been the el sakiko if Oli had a loss yeah me too but, yeah but uh but Nuno did get the sack and uh so first of all before we talk about the the appointment what do you think do you think that was that was fair do you think there's a little early or yeah what did you think about about Nuno's uh sacking
1: um I can see why they've done it I think to be honest they knew he wasn't the right man man anyway It was always going to be a poison chalice when it came out in the press that they must have leaked that they went for about six or seven managers before him. That's going to leak down to the fans, leak down to the players and they're going to question why they should be running through brick walls for a guy that the club didn't even want, never mind themselves. So I do think it was was always bound to go this way and I think now has been a good excuse for them to do it. And obviously they must have called up Conte before they made the decision and said, do you want the job? And he said yes. So it has kind of forced a hand a bit and I don't blame them. Um, I feel sorry for him in one hand that he, you know, he's not really got a chance. Only ten league games, but if you, a lot of people like to say at the time, I've seen a lot of backpedaling on this. I've seen a lot of pundits and people say that. Oh, well, it was tailing off towards the end at Wolves. He played shocking, boring football. A lot of pundits in the last couple of seasons and Nuna at Wolves were waxing lyrical about how brilliant they were. And I just never got it because they were just such a boring team to play against. He played five at the back and not in a good way. They were just so boring and just played in moments. So mm-hmm. going into a big club like Spurs, if you can call them a big club, I guess, it's never going to work trying to play that way. Like we said, there's certain ways of playing that defensive style and five at the backs, but he's just... Completely blunted Son and Kane, whilst also making them worse defensively, which is, like I said before, is is an impressive feat. So I do think it's a bit harsh only sacking him after seventeen games in all competitions. I think, but I think deep down, none of them, they all knew it was never gonna work. And to be honest, he should have never got the job in the first place. You know, Wolves knew it was petering out and that he was getting past his sell by date there. And he's a decent manager, but he's never gonna be a top top level manager. So if you've got a manager like that in who You've only given a eighteen month or two year contract to, and you don't have to pay him out that much. And one of the best managers in the world is available and willing to come to you for the first time ever. Like this is the biggest appointment in Spurs's modern history. Like they did well to get Mourinho, but we knew he was going down shit creek at that point after United and Chelsea. So to get a manager at the top of their game who wants to manage a club and bring them on to winning things and challenging for trophies, is massive for them. And I don't, I don't blame them for doing it at all. And I feel a little, like I said, I feel a little bit sorry for Nuno in the sense that he hasn't had much time. But I think deep down, we all knew it wasn't going to work because it wasn't working at Wolves at the end. So why would it work at a team who's just come to with superstars that you could see clearly weren't playing for him?
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think what is interesting because, I mean, going into the United game, it was battle between sixth and seventh, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think he's... He had an amazing start. They were after three games, they were top of the league, weren't they? Yeah, but um, you could
1: see, you could see they were winning, like beating Watford one, nils, one nil, nil, and you know the City game was a bit of a fluke. Um, yeah, they weren't. They, they were very lucky to win those games, and if they didn't go their way, they could have easily just got three draws and been, you know, where Arsenal were after a few games, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at their their goal difference now, I mean they've scored nine from ten games and and conceded sixteen. So
1: that's, yeah that's is horrific isn't I, Yeah it? I think there were Minus
0: 7 goal difference
1: Yeah I think they were up there with Norwich for the most, least goals and chances created and stuff like that so Yeah when you've got Son Kane and Don Bleyberg Wan some of these aren't world class players like but they they are good enough to you know to not be playing that that, that shit football and yeah. scoring a few goals
0: Yeah so for me it is a it is a difficult one like because you know when you looked at the position that they were going into that United game and and, well even even after like ninth now it's like that is kind of what you would have expected Spurs to be right now yeah yeah that's fair like and I think he's a victim or I think if you spread those points around instead of having three straight wins at the start being top of the league and then you know going on pretty awful run I think if you kind of spread those spread those results around maybe not the nature of the results but because i think the nature is important losing 3-0 against chelsea the derby yeah. losing 3-0 against palace i believe as well and then losing 3-0 against united mm. um i think if you if those 3-0s are actually 1-0 losses or something then i think his job maybe survives um
1: yeah it's not so it's not I- good to get a new manager in and start losing games 3-0, 3-0, 3-1 against your biggest rivals and putting in such shit performances. That's when when it's meant to be going well, isn't it? So, if the players aren't up for it after a few weeks, then are they ever going to be? I think that's what Spurs is bored for anyway. But um, I was going to mention, and not a lot of people have said it, I don't know if you've picked up on it, how poor Daniel Levy's decisions have been over the past few years, do you not think?
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean... Is like Nuno sh- shouldn't have been. No, like, you, you could have got anyone until you find the, the the right man. Even even if you have to start the the season because it with like a. Uh... Well, kept
1: Ryan Mason and just yeah, waited till Ryan Conte Mason, was yeah. ready, or someone else was. or Poch got the sack at PSG or whatever. Yeah, yeah and
0: like you said, to make it almost public that each manager that, 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 that they they were talking to and then didn't get the job eventually to make to make that public he was almost doomed yeah. from the start because Spurs fans didn't want him also with a manager like Nuno it's fine when you're winning but as soon as the results turn bad like getting those 1-0 wins uh and like kind of scraping by is fine like i mean Spurs fans happy at the start of the season you're going to be top of the league yeah definitely but as soon as things start to go a little bit sour i think if you're not playing entertaining football then I think the the fans are quicker to turn than if you're like you're losing games like you've got a bit of a leaky defense but you're also scoring goals
1: yeah it's the same Um, as with Mourinho isn't it but yeah with with Levy like he got Spurs right where he wanted them under Pochettino Champions League final and you could say it was tailing off a bit towards the end of that season and they didn't do great but they came second one season, they're in the top four consistently, and if he would have just backed Pochettino with a, like maybe 100 million quid, which obviously we know they have, because they've spent it with other managers and Mourinho, then you could have pushed him on to, to win a title, which would have been absolutely massive. So he failed to back that. Back him, brought in a finished Jose Mourinho purely because of the name of him, um, which is a shocking decision, because he doesn't play the football that Spurs fans want or the players are used to. And then to get rid of him... And then bring in Nuno and try and sell to the fans that we feel that this'll carry on the attacking culture at the club and he's literally the most defensive, boring manager in the league. It's just weird. And then uh, yeah. he's brought in Paratici, what is it, Paratici, Fabio Paratici. And like he's gone over his head with decisions as well, I think, already, with regards to signings and stuff like that. But yeah, it just a lot of I think a lot of this falls down to him. Like we like to talk about the Glazers and Ed Woodward a lot. But I think Levy has escaped the firing line because of what he has done with Spurs over the past ten, fifteen, twenty years has been amazing. But he has really made some poor decisions over the past few years. And it's lucky that Conte was there to save them because if they got rid of Nuno and there wasn't another top manager around and they got someone similar in, they really could have they could have fucked it to be honest. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. They're really lucky that Conte's you know, if you if you think if Spurs draw if Spurs beat us one nil or he gets a sack, we get Conte. And then two weeks later, Spurs sack Nuno. Who are they getting in? I think they have been very lucky in the circumstances of it. And I am surprised Conte is wanting to go there. Because the start of the season, um, obviously, we didn't when he probably got offered the job in May, we didn't know this whole Kane saga with him wanting to leave and putting in the transfer request was going to kick off. The atmosphere around the club was a lot better. So to turn him down then and now come in midway through the season where you can't really change anything properly until August in terms of personnel... You've got your best player who doesn't want to be there, and a horrible atmosphere around the club. Does seem weird. I don't know if yeah. they've upped his wage demands or they've offered, they've promised him maybe because we know Conte likes to spend and get his own people in. Maybe they've offered him a couple hundred million quid in the summer, which they didn't before because they're so desperate. But it does seem bizarre. I'm sure he, um, you know, was calling Edward Wood up to check the United job. Definitely wasn't going before he took it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's got, yeah, like you say, he's got to be given those uh, kind of assurances. Yeah. I'm sure Conte wouldn't have took the job without, you know, transfer demands and in, in, in wage demands even. I don't think he would have took the job with, because, I mean, at, at Inter, I don't know what wages he was on, but he's just going sure, to yeah. and then Inter and then leaves the job. So because of Lukaku um, making a move to Chelsea. So... I, I think he's got to be given those those financial um, assurances in the in the summer. I don't. I think January is obviously going to be different. Uh, di- um, going to be difficult to get players in, and you are going to be spending over the odds to to get the players in that uh, that, that you want. Yeah, he's and, going to struggle. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, the the only real players that you can try and get in in January are players that are probably out of contract in in the summer. So there's clubs just wanting to to get some money for them before before they. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. That you're not going to go and get a world beater in January, really, are you? You'd be looking at the yeah. likes of like your Coutinho's on loan and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not going to get anyone. It's not like you can sell Kane and get someone in who's going to massively improve you. Yeah, and and on Levy as well. I think uh,
0: you touched on you know Jose Mourinho getting sacked. That was just before a cup final as well, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was crazy. Like I, I remember thinking at the time, they're, right? They were up against City in a, in a cup final. Surely Ryan Mason isn't going to come in and play an expansive attacking style. Yeah, He's was... going to play a defensive, sit-back style. And, and Jose Mourinho, in a, regardless of him being past it, we've seen it, he wasn't the best at United, still managed to win the, the Europa League. Yeah. Um, in, in that style of play where you're, you're sitting back and just trying to grind out a, a result, uh, in in a final as well, that has got Jose Marino all over it. Yeah. So to sack him just before that, bring in Ryan Mason, and then play the way that Jose Marino would play, but you just haven't got the man in charge. Was crazy for me. It, yeah, um, it,
1: it was weird that like you could have at least kept him for the cup final, and then if you completely fuck that, then get rid of him. It was just yeah. it was it was a bit odd that they got rid of him at that time. I'm gonna gonna yeah. be honest, but.
0: And Jose Marino for Roma in a, in an interview recently, I think he said he was talking about how many trophies he won and he he, he said of in a he half he was. And they said, Well, what do you mean in a half? He was like, Well the final oh, <laughs> there. He's such a
1: cock isn't he is such a cock. He's so boring now. Just a bitter <laughs> yeah. old man sitting on his porch looking back at what he did, what you know, that's what he sounds like. Yeah, yeah 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 i know i'm glad to see it's, it's all about the respect yeah i'm glad to see it's going wrong through Roma now as well that's nice i cannot stand the man I'm gonna be honest yeah well it has been going yeah the decent nice it started now though hasn't it it started again i think oh yeah it
0: started to go downhill
1: yeah look at their recent results i don't think i'm wrong
0: oh well, I know in the the in the cup, didn't they? They lost. Uh, was it six 0 or something?
1: Yeah, they lost. So they lost to Milan, then they beat Cagliari, drew to Napoli, lost to Bodeglimt, lost to Juventus. Mm. So they've won one mm, in like yeah. the last five. So yeah, that's nice. They're still fourth, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Juventus I mean, are way off successful. it. By the way, I know this is off off topic, but Juventus is still way off it. I think they lost to Verona at the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, Napoli and Milan are both tied on 31 points with a seven-point gap to Inter. They both haven't lost a game. Mm. That's mental. I mean,
0: it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is continuing off-topic,
1: but Milan yeah. aren't doing great in... Uh, in Europe, in yeah. Champions it's really League. weird, yeah. isn't it? Like, I think, have they got no points? Did they lose against the yeah, Porto think... the, last night? Um, did they lose to Porto? They were losing one um, mean they,
0: Going into that game, they certainly had zero points, didn't they?
1: yeah. I think I think they still do. Yeah, it's it's no no. They got a draw. They drew. They drew one all. But drawing one all at home to Porto with a selling and own goals hardly out to shout about, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and they've got a decent team. Yeah. yeah. So t-
0: nice transition. Speaking of another Italian team. Yeah. Um, Atalanta. Like then so, I mean, we stuck with the back five t- from the start of the game, um, and. Well, we, we did concede. We conceded our first goal in, in that in that back five. Um, so yeah, what are your kind of thoughts on the start of the game, the setup with the back five? First of all, were you happy to see us start with the with the back five? At, Atalanta obviously also play that formation, so yeah. we, we, we matched them really in that, but that is their style of play that they've been playing uh, for, for years, I believe, under uh, under the manager. But uh, ours is, is still relatively experimental. So I thought it was ballsy move by Oli to, to match the back five when it's been so drilled into that team. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, give me your thoughts on kind of the start of that match. So how your feelings were when you saw the lineup and kind of the until Atalanta did score the
1: opening goal? Um, I think we did start a bit slow and a bit off it, but you can forgive that and big European nights against a good team. Um, I didn't mind the line-up. I, was, I actually wanted us to start again with a five at the back because I thought it could be a new way of playing for us. And to match Atalanta up might help us. Um, And I think it did for the most part. I think other than the goal, obviously, which is a poor bit of defending, then the unlucky De Gea save or the deflected save, whatever you want to call it. I didn't think we were actually that bad. I know we didn't create that many chances, but I think barring Varane's injury, I think we would have got back into the game. So... I really didn't mind it and you could see when Varane went off and we went to a back four for whatever reason I don't know if you want to get into that now or after you could see the massive drop off in how we played and the defensive Mm -hmm. quality and just how it went to shit again Um, yeah so, yeah, talking about that, I, just, I don't get what he was doing bringing Greenwood on for Varane. That was just really weird. He could have brought Tejas on and played Tejas left wing-back, cent- left centre-back, which we did away at PSG and we won, so I'm sure we could do it away to Atalanta with a better team than we had two years ago, um, or a year yeah. ago, sorry. But, um, yeah, I, I I like it. I like it. I think it provides a lot of stability and we can still create chances like we saw, Um so, yeah, I don't really get what he was doing when he when he went back to a back four. It just seemed like he'd just gone back to his old ways and reverted to type again, in a way. And the goat bailed him out once again for another shit performance.
0: Yeah, so I, I actually... Uh, I was kind of of the other opinion. So I thought that uh, we should play with a back four in okay. this game just because the scoreline massively flattered Atalanta uh, at home. 3-2 they had basically two chances plus uh one more that made the highlight reel which was Zapata straight at De Gea yeah so they had three chances in the match we missed three one-on-ones and scored three goals as well so I thought we I know it obviously it is at home as well but uh I thought we should be like for that reason that at- Atalanta is so open we should have gone with a with a back four. Um, so I wasn't even that bothered when we when we did switch up and 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 Greenwood came on. I think okay. I think Luke Shaw and Maguire had been so poor on that left hand side of the defence that to play them right next to each other as a centre back pair, I thought I didn't really want to see that to be honest. So to go with the to go, I know it does give more protection, but to have to play them so close to each other, I just uh, yeah, I, I didn't really want to see that. So I was happy to go with the. With, with the back four how the game started I was it was interesting because how the game went I actually thought we we started really well and I thought we conceded kind of during our best spell of of the the match apart from like the very end yeah and I think um we scored when we were actually playing pretty awful apart from that little combination that actually led to the goal yeah it came from um, nowhere didn't it yeah exactly so I think so I think I know the match the match was strange in that way yeah but um but yeah I I was I I would go with a oh in fact we're not going to talk about City uh uh, just yet but yeah I mean shall we move on to Ronaldo then um obviously did get us the did get us the win um two goals against Atalanta that puts him, I believe, on five goals in four games in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, it does, yeah. He's up there with Haller, esteemed yeah, company. <laughs> yeah, He's almost as good as Harlow, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, as he's as taking good. a
1: claim, isn't he? Definitely, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. What I find, a point I wanted to make is um, it the only a couple of weeks ago, uh, people were saying how about uh, Ronaldo makes us... A weaker team. Yes, he gets goals, but he mm-hmm. does his presence in the squad makes us a weaker team. Now, fast forward to the present day, with Ronaldo FC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the literally. polarizing nature yeah. of like football fans, where it's either one way or completely the other, uh, is crazy. So, yeah, are we are we Ronaldo FC or are we a better team without Ronaldo? What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, we are Ronaldo FC at the minute, aren't we? I mean, it's clear as the hay, but it's. It's it's not great that we have to keep getting bailed out by him, but for the people that like to say it affects how the team plays and stuff, they're just absolutely brain-dead, aren't they? How you can look at how we play and think that Ronaldo affects it in a negative way, I just don't know what to tell you. But, yeah, we kind of are becoming Ronaldo FC. That's now three games on the spin in the Champions League where he's bailed us out in the last 10 minutes. You just couldn't write it, could you? It's just it's yes. insane the amount of times it happens. Not If you're looking at it in a positive way or a negative way... For someone to be that inevitable and just seem to score endless amounts of goals when his team needs him, it's just unreal. And he is valuable to us because people like to say, oh, well, we'll be a better team without him. Do you think if we had Martial and Cavani up front, we would have one of them would have put that in? Because I don't really think they would have done. Do you know what I mean? Not a chance. Yeah, or the movement for the first goal. Like It's just, yeah. And I've seen a lot of these tables as well that Sky Sports like to churn out. I've seen them where where United would be in the Champions League group without Ronaldo. And it's just a pointless thing, isn't it? No one was ever saying, oh, where would Barcelona be without Messi? You sign a yeah. world-class player to score your goals and win your games, the same as you'd sign a world-class goalkeeper to save you from conceding, or whatever. That is their job. don't want sound like Roy Keane, but that's the job. That's yeah. that's what he's there for. So, I do think there is a bit too much emphasis on it, but I do think it is slightly worrying that we to rely on them in these moments, because... He might have an off day one week and that volley goes a yard wide to the post or he misses that chance where we equalise, which any other player could do. So I do think it is slightly worrying. But like I said earlier, in reference to the 5-2-1-2 or 5-3-2, if you've got world-class players like Ronaldo, like Cavani in these positions, then they are going to put chances away and you shouldn't need to create too many chances to score goals, which is the whole point of having such a lethal forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, the the, the goal that he scored as well was... Unlike this Ronaldo, he's very much a box player. So to score a volley from outside the box, yeah, was t- not going to
1: score. It wasn't too far away from home, was it? It was just on the edge. Maybe he could smell it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of
0: at home. <laughs> Maybe he thought he tricked him. He thought he was in the box. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was. But, I mean, it, it's crazy how it's like three back-to-back-to-back games that he's, he's scored. Oh, it's, really it's, men- goals. it's mental, isn't it? It's just I mental. Mean, like the the first time you could say it's luck then the second time it's like oh, it's very lucky and then the third time it's not luck you realize it's not it's yeah reality. it's not luck is it it's just,
1: yeah it's just what he does week in week out it's not a player doing that scoring that many goals and doing that week in week out for like 15 years is not luck that's just him it just yeah. is and do you think it benefits him playing i mean
0: he can play as a lone striker or he can play you know up top with Cavani. Um mm-hmm. so do you think that the the system actually suits him so playing up front with uh, with Cavani. We actually saw him in that Spurs game registering his, his first assist for Manchester United as well uh, playing that and lovely little ball through to Cavani who's a little dink over the keeper. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that that the system with the two up top benefits him we've obviously seen him with Benzema at uh, Real. Um, <coughs> uh, play two up top so he is used to that.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it really does, yeah. Um, having someone that you can bounce off and will make runs in front of you, like that goal against Spurs the other day, I think it does benefit him have, having someone doing a running for him a little bit, although I do think the myth about him not pressing is a bit stupid, but yeah, to have, to have someone there that you can bounce off you and make runs off you and stuff, it does provide a big threat, and I do think it helps him. And not only helps him, more importantly and mostly, I think it helps the teams so who have not just got one option up there, and we have a completely different kind of forward who will track back a bit more, maybe run a bit harder, make slightly, you know, make more runs and stuff like that and maybe a little bit quicker as well. So, yeah, I I do think it helps him. I think it helps him massively. And like we said, throughout his career of being a striker at Real Madrid or Juventus, he's had Benzema, he's had Dybala, he's had these players to bounce off. So I do think it's important for him. And we could see when Greenwood was in there and he's playing alongside Greenwood, Greenwood just couldn't provide enough for him because... Playing him, Cavani and Ronaldo up front together—it's three strikers, and all they want to do is score goals. So I do think it does help having people around him who are a bit more creative now. Yeah. Although having said that, I think I
0: think Cavani's—he's got shades of a com- completely different player to Benzema. But in terms of his, I think he's very much a team player. He's not—he's um, not selfish, certainly. So I think <laughs> having—he—he's not that creative, but you know, he's not like a taking shots that he shouldn't really be taking. Is a very much... Uh, and like you say, he does create movement for, for Ronaldo. Yeah, he deal well, like, pull, well. pull
1: wide and maybe put a cross in and stuff like that, which we maybe wouldn't see Greenwood doing.
0: Yeah. Do you think? And uh, I think it helps... I think Bruno, obviously, um, sometimes he, he even acts as a striker. Like when Ronaldo peels left, mm-hmm. uh, which he often does, uh, like Bruno takes his position up top quite a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it. I think it does work. I think it does work with with two up top as well. It'd be nice to get like a Ronaldo Benzema type partnership with uh with Ronaldo and Cavani. Obviously, they can't play every single game. Like Cavani, I mean Ronaldo seems to be able to, but uh, but I think Cavani will be rotated. Would in moving on, uh, this will be my first question about the City game again. Yeah. Um, would you play Ronaldo and uh,
1: Cavani up top? for the
0: uh, City game?
1: Um, Oh, that's a loaded question, because I'll have to think about how City maybe like to play. I think City are more got kind of in behind, so I think Rashford might be a bit more of a threat like he was at the end of the Spurs game, because we know they like to push high and try and control the game. Whenever we do well against City, they are are goals on the counter-attack, so I'd probably say no. But then would you drop Ronaldo because Cavani didn't start in midweek or would you drop Cavani again? It's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Um, Yeah. So yeah, I'd probably more air towards... Honestly, I I just don't think you can't not play Ronaldo because if you get those chances then he's more likely to put them away than Cavani so I think he has to start. So I think if we're going for a predicted team if he sticks with a back five, which I think he should I think it'll be Bruno, Rashford and Ronaldo again as that three. And I think that's probably the right decision.
0: I will remind you though you did drop Ronaldo for that Liverpool game in your preview, I believe.
1: Yeah, that... did you? Did you? Uh, I
0: mean, it didn't matter anyway. I
1: think but... <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to remember now. It was, it was quite a bit ago because we recorded earlier on last week, didn't we? It was on like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying. I think I think I did put Cavani and Rashford up front. And do you know what? You just have a little chat and I'll I'll, I'll look in the Discord chat because there we go. Yeah. Here it is. So I had Rashford, Bruce, so I still went four two three one, and I went with. No, I didn't I didn't drop them. I went by you to centre back and had Rashid, Bruno, Ronaldo and Cavani.
0: Oh, okay, right, yeah. So I just uh, made that all then.
1: Yeah, to try to slander me for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah, come on. You know what my ball knowledge is like. It's <laughs> one match. Come on. Don't doubt it. Yeah, me.
0: so so I mean that kind of brings I don't know if you did mention it there, but would you play a back five? You, I I I'd imagine so. Uh or would you go with a with a four against City?
1: Um, I'd go with a back five. Uh, I think we'll be okay personnel-wise, to be honest. I know Varane's out and Maguire's not in the best vein of form. But like I said, what would be the point? What What is literally, if Maguire's out of form and Shaw, he did look better the other night, but if Shaw's not looking the best, why would you leave them more vulnerable by not playing an extra centre-half? So, for me, I'd probably go still Wan-Bissaka right wing-back, who we haven't touched on, by the way, but I think he's been really good there in the past couple of games, which has hugely surprised me. 'Cause I did think he'd be the weak weak link in a back five playing at wing back, but he looks to have yeah. you know t- taken to it really well. Mm. So probably It was one of the reasons why I didn't want Conte. Yeah, and we were because I thought
0: that the right wing back has yeah, and and been fantastic.
1: Yeah, we'll see if it carries on, of course. But yeah, he has looked yeah. good. Um so yeah, I'd probably play Wan-Bissaka. then I'd play Baye at right centre back, um I think Lindelof's good we could just literally go with Baye, Lindelof, Maguire Shaw, Wan-Bissaka. And that would be fine. I don't really see an issue with that, do you? No, yeah, that I'd go with the same. Yeah, yeah, and maybe uh, even if, if Lindelof still got a bit of a knock, I think i sure, would do more than a good enough job at left centre-back, to be honest. Yeah, one
0: thing's for sure. Honestly, we're both going to the game. We are, uh, that is that is happening. Uh,
1: Old Trafford, yeah.
0: Um, if we go with a back four, yeah. and if we do Maguire and Lindelof, you know, forget walking out half-time. Yeah, time, no, half time yeah, <laughs> I, d- I don't want to see that anymore, man.
1: I just don't, I think we are past that stage of seeing that now, aren't we, surely? Like, there's yeah. there's no fibre of my being that wants to see that, that that foot, those two playing together on their own anymore. We saw it against, who did we play against? Against Liverpool, was it? And we just saw that yeah. they just can't play together. Both of them lack pace and it's just not a good partnership at all. So yeah, I really hope he doesn't revert to type because this these are the reasons why people want him to be sacked because if we go into that city game and he reverts back to a four, two, three, one with maybe, you know, Fred McTominay and then four, five attackers or whatever and Maguire and Lindelof and we get panned, then it's clear he isn't learning, but I think it has got that yeah. this it's got that bad now that he knows he has to change and do something. Yeah. So I feel he like won't. he probably will. Do you not think he will? Do you think he'll go with Maguire and Lindelof, really? Oh no no no! I don't. I'm saying he won't. He, he won't, w- won't do that. Surely. Yeah, surely, surely not. It couldn't. He's, it couldn't happen, he's... could it? It couldn't happen.
0: Fuck me. Yeah, he can't. He can't go attacking. I mean, he's 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 played very defensive and on the counter attack. I think he's learned his lesson from that Liverpool game. At least we hope he has. Yeah. Uh, like I like like we we said in the in the Liverpool uh in the podcast just after the Liverpool game mm-hmm. that. I think he felt that he needed to take the game to Liverpool just because of the, the
1: talent that we have. Yeah, just purely because of the players we have, not because of anything else or how yeah. we've been playing recently. That was the only yeah. reason. Yeah, stupid. So I I think that was a wake-up
0: call. And, yeah. Um, I think we will go back to a counter-attacking style, which I'm I'm completely <laughs> completely fine with. And whether yeah. that's in a back five or a back four, I would prefer a back five. Um if it is a back four, it, it has to be by alongside. I know he's just played and he's made a glass, um, but I know he's he's just played, but you can't play Maguire and Lindelof uh, again, so it has to be by in there. Um, and He would be playing anyway if we were playing a back five because, I mean, who else we got? Otherwise, you got to play Luke Shaw at left centre-back and Tellers at left wing-back, which, again, I'd much prefer by in there. He needs to play
1: because he's the only one with pace in that. In, in yeah, we need a bit of recovery pace if Mara, Sterling, Foden, whoever else are getting in behind you know, Jesus. Yeah, I yeah. think he does. Yeah, we haven't really spoke about Bayi, but how good was he on on when on Tuesday? Sorry, it was oh. immense. The amount of goal saving last ditch tackles he makes, which we know he can do, was unreal. And he didn't have that glaring error where he tries to do a roulette in his own six yard box or score an overhead fucking own goal or something. So, if he can keep <laughs> playing like that, then. I'd say I'd have him in the team over Maguire and Lindelof at the minute, but we'll see how long he goes without costing us a goal.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I hate, uh, I guess we're going back into the Atalanta game, but I, uh, I, I've i got to touch on it because I've just remembered. But
1: mm-hmm. Paul Pogba. Oh, mate, get him gone. I've had enough. I've truly had enough now. I'm done. Me and Paul Pogba have finished, mate. It ju- yeah. just, it just looks like he. And, and I know he gets a criticism, and he's got it for years from Suness and whoever else. And a lot of the time, it has been unfounded. But on on Tuesday, he was fucking dog shit, wasn't he? He was awful. And people like to throw the finger out, all these hipsters, like, "Well, Bruno gives the ball away twenty times a game. Bruno might do that, but that, that's because he's trying to either score or put someone through and goal." Paul Pogba gives the ball away on the edge of his own fucking penalty area because he's too wound up in the thing that he's the best midfielder in the world. And, it, you know, he, he got played when he nearly gave a goal away and Bayat to make that tackle. He had f- like two or three options to pass the ball, two people pressing him, and he just didn't give it. And just, you know, he just try to pat, you know, muscle them off the ball or do a cheeky ball roll or, a, you know, and get through them. He's just, I don't know what he's doing. I just, I don't, I don't get it. He shouldn't have been playing that game anyway. When I saw that it was in the midfield too, I thought, fuck me, this is going to be fun. And then especially when he went to a back four, exposing him even more with Fred, I thought, what is going on? It's just going to, the same things are going to happen. And he did. And if it wasn't for Bailly's tackle, we probably would have been two or three one down. Sorry, three or four one down even. So Pogba, I can't wait till he goes personally. I don't know how strongly you feel on the matter, but even if he goes for nothing, just get him out. He just clearly doesn't want to be here. He doesn't play for, want to play for any manager we've got or had, any system we play, even when you bring the likes of Varane, who's his mate and Ronaldo, he's still not interested, and he's going to amount to nothing, at the end of the day, Paul Pogba, when he gets to 35-36, isn't going to be remembered for being a brilliant footballer, he just isn't, he's won the World Cup, fair enough, but he can't keep living off that for the rest of his life, and he's one of these players that's got all the ability, but hasn't done anything with it, so... I personally cannot wait till he goes, and we can maybe give Donny a chance of playing more balanced midfield because I think he's a hindrance to the team whenever he plays and doesn't do enough well, to warrant himself getting a start in birth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I personally think Donny will be gone before Pogba. I think Donny will be gone in January. Pogba will be gone in. The I summer. think
1: Donny might go on loan. I don't think he'll go personally. Do you think? Yeah, well, I, think, um, I think he might go on loan well, to there, Everton or something like that.
0: There's definitely been murmurs, if not more, than he he's pushing for a move in January.
1: Um, I feel like he'll still want to try and get something out of it, though. I feel like he might go on loan. Yeah, I think Pogba
0: will say to him, don't worry, mate, I'm gone in the summer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, stay here, mate. You'll get some game time eventually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with uh, with Pogba, yeah, I mean, we, we touched on our kind of regret if Donny van der Beek goes without being given a fair chance. Yeah. For me... It's it's kind of the exact opposite with Pogba. I don't care if Pogba goes to another club and absolutely lights it up. Like he's absolutely like plays, he, he just completely unplayable. Mm-hmm. Because we've ge- we've gave him that chance at United. Like he's played so much football. Yeah, and he's had like you know probably less than ten games that you've gone. You know, wow. Yeah, and literally
1: like, he started off so well. The start of this season, we're getting all those assists, and since then he's just fell off a cliff again. It's just the same thing that he has a good couple like couple of weeks, and then he just goes back to his old ways. And you start hearing stuff on social media that he's going to go, you know, lower his wages because he wants to play for Juventus so much, and you know, Raiola coming out and saying well, you will have to talk to United about his contract. I don't know. It's just I've just had enough of it. If you had, you know, if he was doing stuff, say he was like Ronaldo or someone like that then he can take maybe a bit of the shit in the media and, you know, all the talk from his agent. But I don't know who he thinks he is because he hasn't been good enough for six years, I think it is, at the end of this season to warrant him being called a world-class player anywhere. So I don't yeah. know who the fuck he thinks he is. And if he wants to go back to Juventus and play in the Europa League, then fucking more power to him. Yeah, Honestly, and I couldn't think, care less.
0: I think with Ronaldo coming in, it actually... It- further highlights like a lot of a lot of the time when Pogba plays badly we've played badly as a team and it's been like okay of course he played everyone played badly not just Pogba but Ronaldo's come in and has shown that when we play badly our big players can still step up to it yeah and you kind of rely on them to Mm -hmm. step up I know Ronaldo is different gravy but but still Pogba Pogba is a player that if the team is playing badly Pogba is playing. He's he's still one of the worst players in that in that bad
1: performing team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's sorry. Go ahead. It's a boring concept of well, you know, he needs all these world class CDMs around him to succeed. A truly world class player does not need facilitating that much. I'm sorry. They just don't do they. Whoever, what other player gets that kind of protection? And if you look yeah. at people say, well, he's great for France. it will be great for France because he's in a, they play a back five most of the time. So he's got five defenders and then he's got Kante or Rabiot or someone like that doing all of his donkey work and holding his hand. That's why he's yeah. so good for France. And he's. I'm sorry, he isn't good in. And France play that system because they're the players they've got. He is not good enough or warranted anywhere near enough for us to go, yeah, we'll spend 90 million quid on a DM and change our system just so we can make you play. Because he hasn't done enough. No matter if we play a back five, a back four, a back three, whatever, if we're if we're winning a game, if we're losing a game, if we're top of the league, if we're mid table, he hasn't been good enough. And um yeah, it's just cut ties with him. I just I don't care. Obviously I don't care about losing in ninety million because, you know, the Glazers can suck it. Um and yeah, I just I just don't see the point in keeping him at the club anymore. I don't, I'm gonna be honest, I don't want to see him start another game for Manchester United again. I really don't. Yeah. Oh, he will. Obviously he will, but like I just I, I'm so done with him now. I'm just so done. maybe if he wasn't such a cock and his agent wasn't such a cock, he didn't have this big circus around him and he was just putting him like like Van der Beek, if he puts a bad performance in it's like fair enough, but when you're coming out saying you want to go back to Juventus and your agent's dropping all this shit, you don't what you know what I mean? What actually has he got going for him? Mean, it's not like his Wayne Rooney and saying he wants to go to City and you're like, "Well, fair enough. He's done a lot for us, or whatever. Or you can look past it because of what he's done. He's done nothing to warrant who he thinks he is, ever." Yeah, I think the thing
0: is for me is I've lost hope now that he can ever do be anything. A good player, yeah. yeah. Like uh, before, he, he, he has glimmers, and literally, you can say on his day, right? Because yeah. He can be unreal. He can be unplayable, and there's always been that little. Glimmer, and you kind of his bad performances, you kind of put put to the the, the back of your mind because you you only think of the the the, the positive sides, you know. That and he has stepped up. He's stepped up in one big game, and that was the Europa League final, wasn't it? He, he, yeah. Well, when, he's, when he scored a City deflected well.
1: goal, yeah, what a what a fucking clinic that was, there. Come on. <laughs> well,
0: no, I mean he was decent in that in that yeah, Europa he League was, final. Yeah, he was he was all
1: right. Yeah, he was all right. Ajax was yeah. shit though, and they did they did nothing all game. And in a City comeback as well, where he scored two. Yeah, but then you could say the same for Sanchez, and he left two years ago because he wasn't good enough. So,
0: Yeah, but, but this is actually a negative point against him. Like, yeah, I, I, know, that, I know,
1: I know. I'm just arguing the point that people do bring that up in a positive light and will say, well, yeah. you know, he's he's been good for us before. If you throw enough shit at the wall, some of it is going to stick eventually isn't it? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's bound to have one good performance a season, but my nan could have one good. Do you know what I mean? I could turn <laughs> up and on my day, I'm sure I could score a goal. Yeah. I'm not worth 90 million quid on 400 grand a week.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't know whether the rumours were true. I'm I'm, I'm kind, I'm sort of glad, well, I am very glad actually, not sort of, mm. that he didn't sign the contract before because I, I think the contract has been on. I think it's publicly known that the contract has been
1: on the table and I think it is for and stupid amount of money. Pound. Yeah, it's yeah. mad. What has he done to a warrant week? it? Because it's yeah, not exactly. even like we need him commercially anymore. Because we've got Ronaldo. I think Bruno sold the third most shirts in the league. We've got Cavani. I just yeah. yeah. What what what's the point? What do we need to keep him for now? Mm-hmm. I just and don't get we it. We talk
0: about United. We talk about United standards. Mm-hmm. Like that would even take it down a, a further peg than. It is already. I mean, we talk about the standards in, in Oli not getting sacked after like a 5 0 defeat against Liverpool. Yeah. If you if you do sign Paul Pogba on a, on a new contract for five hundred grand a week, that just takes us even further down in terms of standards. Because, and, and not only that, it, it, the rest of the team is like you're just like, showing that you don't Bruno, have to. You're, yeah. you're
1: just showing that you don't have to do anything to warrant getting paid money. Exactly, like in no yeah. in no other job could you put, be so shit and get a promotion, pretty much. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I mean, football is a un- unique in the fact that you can get sacked, and it's like, oh, there you go, mate. It's twenty mil on your way.
1: Yeah, like, oh, I'm, and I'm managers. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like if I if I go to work and fucking set the set the fucking place on fire like some of these managers do, I'm not going to get twenty million quid at the end of it for leaving. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's 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 yeah. It's a bizarre business, isn't it? Where you get paid more yeah. for doing shit than you do for doing well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we are we. I mean, that was a big break from talking about City. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We, we have to get the, it off um,
1: your chest, don't you? Yeah, the, yeah. The, we had it's we had close had to
0: home. was sandwiched in between that, but um. Yeah, back to City. Mm-hmm. So realistically, what? What are you hoping for in terms of obviously you're hoping for a good performance? But yeah. what kind of scoreline do you think um, is going to be like reflected by the performance?
1: What are you hoping for? Well, obviously, I'm hoping for a United win deck. I'd never say anything
0: else. <laughs> uh, yeah, and what are you expecting? You, you, you got. Uh, okay, right. I want you to say two scorelines
1: one's with the head, and one's with the heart. Right, okay. Um, my heart goes for a nice one all. <laughs>
0: your heart yeah
1: yeah because with that shit deck, with that shit (laughs) that's being honest well you could say with the heart but it's still a prediction obviously my heart wants us to win 8-0 every game but I'm not going to say that because that would just be boring Um, yeah so my heart goes it goes alright we counter attack Ronaldo gets a nice goal maybe at best a 2-1 a 2-1 maybe Ronaldo puts on another show my head my head is saying like a 3-1 I don't think it'll be as bad as a Liverpool game, purely because I think Oli and the team have learnt the lessons and they're not going to go out and try and play like that again. But I still think even if we try and sit back, this City team will do us. But then saying it, it's it's so hard to predict, because City have been shit. I know they did well against Club Bruges, but even we could. But, you know, they got knocked out of the cup by West Ham and lost to Palace. And I know they had a man sent off, but they were shit and were 1-0 down before that. So... It's a really difficult yeah. one to predict. I think you'd be a madman to say United'll win the game, but yeah. I'm gonna alright, okay. I've come to a conclusion of one prediction between the two. I'm gonna go two two. That's a prediction. I'm gonna yeah, go two two. two. two
0: and I take yeah, it okay, as well. So you're going with draws for the head and the heart. In
1: fact, no, 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 heart, I've, just, you... I've just I've just I've just f I've just done a bit of soul searching and I've levelled it out and I think my prediction is two two with a bit of both. A bit of head and a bit of heart in there, if you know oh, what okay, I mean. Right, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got you.
0: I'm gonna say that was a weird one. Your heart's one on your head's two two. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: yeah, no. That that's that's like my my semi spoke, my yeah. semi feasible prediction for the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: right. So what I do mean, you think? yeah, I think so. I haven't conceded many goals. The only well, six from ten. That's uh, that's pretty that, formidable defense, isn't that it? That city, mean, God, just seems yeah. That city, obviously, think,
1: Laporte's out though, which we haven't touched on.
0: Yeah, that's true. We haven't touched on that. Um, I think, I think it obviously is going to be difficult. Again, I I'm, I along the same thoughts as you with the fact that I don't think we're going to be completely exposed. I don't think it's going to be an absolute demolition
1: like. No, the, I uh, yeah, I can't see it going that way just because of. Surely they've learnt the lesson to a degree, yeah. now, I'm thinking. Yeah, and I do think it will
0: be... I think Marcus Rashford will play up top. Yeah, I think so um, too. He should have played... Did if he, we play a back five. Did he yeah. start
1: against Liverpool? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, because I, I think, well, we have troubled them with Rashford before. Like, And uh, if Lindelof does play, if we're in a back five, we've hopefully, um, this is with the heart, mm-hmm. talking here, We will get a goal where it's Victor Lindelof thinking of a long ball over the top.
1: Yeah, the classic. Yeah, yeah, that's our Um, go-to
0: when our box against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I think it will be difficult. I think we will be without the ball for long periods of time. Yeah, Uh, I think City will dominate possession, but they they normally do anyway. But Mm -hmm. even you know you could see. You could see near near the seventy percent
1: mark, sixty five percent, something like that. Yeah, possession um, doesn't always mean. I, I suppose yeah. possession does mean a bit more with City because they quite often do stuff with it. Um, but yeah, possession doesn't always mean anything. Like look at Spurs against United at the weekend. I think Spurs had sixty percent of the ball and they didn't have a shot on goal. So yeah, yeah. it does. It, yeah. it doesn't mean everything. But with City use it properly. I suppose you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I think,
0: I think the first goal is going to be key. We, I don't think we can, although we have been, we have uh, came back from, you know, tricky situations time and time again, I think coming back against City, uh, if we go like a goal down early, I think I'd be, I'd be much happier, um, if we can like kind of, C in the half at like nil nil or something. Yeah. Be, obviously, I'd rather be nil nil instead of <laughs> one yeah. nil down. Yeah. Yeah. But so. uh, but I'd be very worried if we concede an early goal to City, um, as opposed to uh, against Atalanta. I was like, you know what, we've been here before. I reckon we can come back against with City. i would be worried. It was the same against Liverpool. Same
1: against Liverpool, wasn't it as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially if we set up in that back five and we've got like Mick and Fred and we're looking like we're we're just trying to really uh shore up the defense. Um but I do a heart and head. Yeah, okay. The heart is saying um 3-0 to United, clean sheet. <laughs> Fuck and <up>. uh, <laughs> See, that's what I mean.
1: Su- you're letting it ru- you're letting it rule you too much. You think I'm more a glass half empty and I think that's why we've got that, but yeah, and Ronaldo just a suit in front of Pep. Um <laughs> Yeah. So that's
0: the heart and the head is probably going uh, yeah, you did. You say three-one city because I'm inclined to say yeah. That. I think we will yeah. score.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll be a drubbing, but I think it'll be a a free one with not much hope. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll go two up, we'll score, then they'll score again. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, something like I'll, that. I, I, if you said three, I'll go. I'll go with two-one. Okay, which sort of bit good, good for our defense, actually, isn't it? <laughs> Only two goals conceded. Yeah, that's um, better than the last <laughs> couple
1: of weeks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we do get the win. Who have we got after? Oh, it's the international break after. Is yeah. the international break after? So I mean, it would be nice to get a positive result against City. Um, and just to, touching on the uh, before before we end it, touching on the points total. Mm-hmm. So the Oli was given, if you believe the media. Yeah, Oli was given, which you know. I don't know if, if yeah, you want if you, to or not. Yeah, but probably not. But... If you believe the media, he was given three games, right? He was given the Spurs game, yeah. the Atalanta game, and this City game. Mm-hmm. We're currently on four points from the first two. So, do you think Ollie's? Well, where do you think that, that makes Ollie stand in terms of his job security? What do you think he needs from the City game? Do you think he's already achieved... Uh, uh, the job security that, that he needs the points total that he needs out of those three games. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think I think if we drew against City that'd be enough. I'm really not sure what might happen if we lose to City. I think again it depends on the, the manner of the defeats. I think if we lost one nil, two one, three two, fair enough. But I think if it's another five nil he could go. But I'm really not sure say we just just lose to City what will happen um but i think yeah if we if we come out of this with two draws and a win i think he'll keep his job for a bit longer to be honest don't know about yeah.
0: you. yeah definitely I, i'm i'm much of the the same i think even if we lose do
1: you think he'll keep the job uh, if, if we, we lose 1-0 we lose? it's a
0: good game i think he's still secure yeah 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 um I think I think if we lose in the anywhere near the manner of Liverpool, even if, if it's like a three 0 if it's not cl- a close game, if we're not competitive, um, then that's it. I think he is he is probably gone then. But I think we can still lose and his his job secure. Yeah, I think that it, us being top, that goal was so important. Us being top of the uh, the the cha- uh, the Champions League group. I think we've got we that goal where we went from third in the group to first. It was so important on head yeah, to head. Ma- yeah, it's massive, top. isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, it's a big goal. So,
0: I think even if we lose, if it's like a by a one goal margin, or if we you know put up a fight or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that that'll be enough. But obviously, we've also got tricky fixtures to come. I think he is under massive pressure for the very next game. Uh, after that which is it is Watford isn't it
1: yeah so, Watford. I think it's Watford away but I'm not too sure
0: yeah so I mean anything less than three points there I think kind of regardless of this I say regardless if we get a win that's probably giving more time even if we lose against Watford yeah but definitely. yeah it is difficult he's still on thin ice isn't he yeah Um. or at least he is for the fans in fact he's already fell through the ice for
1: <laughs> most of us <those>,
0: yeah, <laughs> for, for most fans. But I think surely for the board is on is on thin ice still. Um, but yeah, that's you know that that's my thoughts. I don't. I think coming in with four points coming into the city game, I think I'm relatively happy with um probably not the manner of the performance against atalanta but when you look at the the actual predicament we are in in the in the group it's still it's it's all right but i think everything kind of rests on this game or or rivals as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah so let's let's end this on the some q a questions that we've taken from my uh discord um and if you do want to participate if you do want to ask a question yourself and you are watching on spot uh, on YouTube even, then you can uh, send it to the email address and remind me again what the email address is for the
1: pod. It is uh, devilinthedetailpod at gmail.com, my guys. So yeah, send some questions over there. And do you know what? I've not actually checked it. I doubt we do have any, but whilst you're reading this one out, I'll have a little look.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And to be honest, if you did if you did comment a question, I'm sure we can uh, on YouTube I'm sure we can uh, address it in the next one as well just any any form of communication any yeah, lines of communication yeah. we will we will answer your questions. talk to however. us lads please Come on. <laughs> yeah um, so first we've got two questions by the way first one is from uh, Mads mm-hmm. and it is do you think Conte can change the the mentality at Spurs or do you think uh, like the, the the current players I'm I'm paraphrasing for him, mm-hmm. but do you think uh, the Conte can change the the mentality that the the Spurs players have currently in the squad, um, or do you think it needs like a, an entire rebuild? Like these players don't have it; we need an entire rebuild to get that winning mentality.
1: Um, oh, I really don't know. I ch- I think they need an entire rebuild and a whole new squad. To be honest, it's been it's been shit and been going down going downhill for the last three or four years. Really. Um, so I think you could get top four with Spurs and maybe a Carabao Cup or something like that but I think that's as far as it goes so I do think in terms of if they want to be challenging for the big trophies again I think they're going to need a bit of a rebuild because I don't think they've brought the right players in who have the right mentality so yeah I think they could get them top four and maybe a cup which I'm sure Spurs fans will be happy with at the minute but I don't think they're going to get a winning mentality with that squad because they've failed time and time again to win stuff when they've had the chance with good managers yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was just I was just trying to think of um, so obviously two coming <coughs> in, yeah, and uh, that Chelsea squad. He's obviously he had players that have won stuff before in that squad. So I mean, Thiago Silva, for one, being an absolute yeah, absolute winner. Yeah, <clears throat> um, uh, I'm trying to think. Who else they got in the squad? Um but yeah I think with Spurs have they got anyone that's that's won anything in this
1: uh, well we've got Juris who's won the um, the World oh, Cup <laughs> with France yeah. oh
0: just the World Cup just the World Is Cup yeah and
1: the the Nations League as well now oh, yeah, um, that's true. but yeah I don't think he's much of a leader to be honest I've never really understood why he's captain um, yeah. let's go for the rest of the squad Song Hyo <laughs> Min other than his freedom from his country no um <laughs> Romero, no. Nah, it's just a team... Oh, Romero has. I see. Romero has he? Won won a, the, uh, has he won a cup? America, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit different when you're playing with Messi and Mbappe and that, though, isn't it? It's not yeah. really relatable. Um, nah, it's a team of losers, deck. Yeah. It's just so Spurs. Maybe, yeah, very Spursy. Chains squad. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so.
0: yeah. You agree? And Harry Kane, what do you reckon? Do you reckon uh, he'll be a different man under Conte? I know I'm adding I'm sure Mads would appreciate this, uh, uh, this answer anyway. No,
1: I don't think so. No, yeah. I think he might see he might see a bit of an upturn in his goal tally purely because Spurs are going to play a bit more offensively now under than they did <laughs> under Nuno. But I don't think his mentality is going to change unless Spurs go and win the league this season or win something, which I'm not sure if they will with the squad they've got. So. No, I think Kane will still yeah. want to go at the end of the season, I'm completely honest. Yeah. I think he's probably done with the, you know, oh, we've got a new manager in now, lads. is a bit of hope. I'm sure he's done with that shit now and just wants to cut ties. And do you think
0: his poor form is him in a sulk? Or do you think he's just literally just a victim of just poor form?
1: Um, no, I think, I think he's sulking. You can see he's disinterested. He's not making the runs that he might have done. He gets frustrated a lot easier and he just doesn't look like he really gives a shit anymore which is why Spurs should have sold him in the first place in the summer and just took the 100 million quid for him because now his stock's just going to fall and fall and it's hampering their team. So we'll see if Conte's got the bollocks to not play him if he is like that. Um, But yeah, I think it's a bit of poor form because he always struggles at the start of the season, but we're getting to November. and Has he scored a league goal this season? No, I don't don't think think he he has. has. So. You know the supposed hatty, didn't he? What again? Yeah, yeah, fucking hell, my cat could do that, and I don't even have one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so getting into the start of November um, and not scoring a league goal as a striker for any team, never mind one of the best in the world, shocking. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like you know going on to other players. I don't. I, I don't like Kane either, to be honest. Mm. yeah, I just don't. I just don't get it. He should have just fully forced him move. He kind of half arsed it, didn't he? And kind of pushed yeah. a bit, but then didn't, and then said he was going to stay, and now he wants to go again. It's just it's just a bit bizarre. So yeah, I don't think I don't think Spurs are going to suddenly become the best team in the league on, on just under Conte. Because you need a good manager, but you need good players as well, and they don't have it. They've got a very average squad, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think Kane did
0: try his best to force a move in. Yeah, in
1: did, my he, I, did he though? Did he? I'm short
0: of. I mean he didn't even turn up for for the season on time, did he? Did he did he miss the start of the season? I mean, yeah, uh, I think he yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, ju- you can't do more than I just, literally not being there at the start of the season. I
1: just mean more in terms of his stuff leading up to that. Like, why on earth did he sign a new five-year contract with no release clause in? What was the point? Yeah, yeah. Because if he asked for a 100 million quid release clause or 120, Spurs would have given him it because it would have lost him for nothing if he didn't sign a new one. Mm-hmm. And he's the most important player by control, not because Son's important, but you know what I mean. But yeah, I just don't get why it was managed so poorly and it goes down to his brother being his agent who's not a football agent and all sorts of other issues we could ramble on about. But yeah, I do think he's been been very naive and very stupid. Yeah, I suppose I was was maybe a bit wrong in saying he could have forced a move a bit better. He probably did do all he could, but yeah, I don't know what else he expected, to be honest. And now he's completely got rid of his legendary status. The fans are booing him when he has a bad touch now. Um, so yeah if you knew in the same breath if he knew he wasn't getting the move I don't get why he made it so public and cut all ties with Spurs in general do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he could have still yeah. kept them on side like Rooney said he wanted to leave and put a transfer request in but he knew he wasn't getting it so maybe he didn't push as hard as Kane did because all the stuff that Kane not turning up for training and all that stuff he, he knows what leave is like so surely he knew it wasn't going to change anything and now all he's done is not got his move and turned all of his fans that loved him a few months ago completely against him, so it's a job well done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I mean, he's not going to get a move in January, absolutely zero chance. No, but, uh, yeah,
1: I think more because no one's going to come in for him, to be honest. I think yeah. if City came in with 125 million or something in January, I think Spurs would snap your hand off now, to be honest, because I think Conte is going to have a lot of the final say on what happens. Yeah, so, I mean, enough of Kane. We can, I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, well, Kane we, we, can, we Some can, of the England boys next. Yeah, week. we can talk about him. You know, scoring a tapping against Andorra, whoever the football playing next week. Yeah, can't wait for yeah, that. Yeah,
0: well, I think our next episode will actually be before a game is is played. Uh, yeah. So we can we can focus more on uh, England. England yeah, and uh, <laughs> the exclusion of. Uh, certain players from the exclusion uh, from the uh, England squad as well we can go on to that next week yeah that's a good point look forward to that boys yeah Um, and we've got a final question from Julie Um, I'm glad
1: I'm asking you this first because it gives me thinking time I've seen it (laughs) yeah uh, I almost didn't want to go into this because it's such a massive question but yeah
0: yeah so maybe just give one rule or one thing you would like to bring in? Oh fuck me! Um, I
1: should have thought about this deck. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's why
0: I said I'm glad I'm asking you first. And the question is: All right, I've you... got some. I've got some. Go on. Okay. Well, let, ask well, let me. Yeah, tell yeah. I'm just excited. To I'm just question. excited. i <laughs> thought something. Go on. So, like, where do you think football will be in like fifty or a hundred years from now? Uh, so that are there any changes like they did with the away goal that you would see like in the uh, near future?
1: Right. Okay. So. In terms of I think do, do I think football will change, probably in little bits of technology and stuff and slight rule changes, but nothing massive. In terms of the second part of the question, which thing's a bit better, and what what would you like to see? I think going on to the international football topic, I think getting rid of these qualifiers against the dead nations. So playing having maybe a tournament. A pre-tournament where the likes of Andorra, Armenia, Kazakhstan, San Marino—all these countries—play in a tournament together of teams of a very similar level, so it's competitive. The fans get to see stuff. They, act- they actually have hope of winning the trophy, and they could win a bit of silverware. What do you think about that? So, say we have we had like a to- they had a tournament, just kind of like a conference league or UEFA Cup, if you will, from from the Euros. So they kind of play play amongst themselves. Try and win a trophy, and then they earn their place in qualifying for, for for international tournaments. Or maybe the winner for that goes straight into the tournament. What do you reckon? It's not oh, polished, yeah. but it's just an idea.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, we need to kind of um reduce if we if we. There's been a lot of more like focus on kind of more World Cups and and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if we want to play more kind of elite level matches. Then you need to reduce some of these absolute nothing matches that we've got two coming up in out uh, well Albania actually they're they're second aren't they yeah. but um, we've got two coming up Albania and and um, San Marino San Marino in particular uh, so if they play yeah. a tournament just a qualifier before the qualifier like you say and they actually earned the right to play against yeah it, it's
1: just bizarre that they're getting they can play in these things just because they're in Europe. It's like the yeah. Vatican could form a team if they wanted to, and he could play he yeah. could play England next week. It's just <laughs> yeah, weird, yeah, isn't it like' I'm not and it it sounds very this is a, the thing i'm I'm a bit mindful of is sounding like a super league fan and thinking that we're the best, and we should play the best teams all the time. It isn't that it's more for in terms of having an actual competition you know and letting them you know play sit players at their similar level. And kind of just get a feel for actually being playing a normal football game because it, it can't help them. Do you know it yeah. might be great for the for the nations getting the bits of money from playing England, but if everything was done and sorted right, then I'm sure they'd get subsidised anyway. And yeah, yeah. and another thing as well, another point, um when we do play qualifiers, just playing them in like a two, three week monthly block and getting them out of the way so we don't have all these constant disruptions to the season. Like, yeah. so, you know, rather than, you know, we must have had three international breaks so far and we're at the start of November now. It's just a bit ridiculous and it messes up the flow of the league and, you know, it can can massively impact teams' seasons. Like, if a team's having a bad run, they have an international break and reset, then great. But if you're having a really good run and then you go on the international break and say Varane gets injured or, you know, Ronaldo gets injured and then you've got a tough run of fixtures after that, it's just a bit weird considering that the, the clubs pe- employ the players, and have rights over the players for international football to still take this kind of priority. So I think having a month or so off in a season where players do these these qualifiers and we know where we stand and it doesn't interrupt the season would be good as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. And kind of to add to that, I don't... Surely the San Marino fans, what little there are of them... You'll get bored, yeah. Yeah, but but if they have a a tournament which you know they can they re- have a realistic chance of winning some games against like all the t- tiny countries together you know like San Marino like Andorra like Scotland mm-hmm. just all together
1: Scotland um, by the way
0: Scotland yeah. <laughs> sorry a little dig there yeah yeah um, Yeah, just put all these tiny countries together and, um, <coughs> and t- Ireland the, the, there'll be an actual decent tournament that they will enjoy because i mean at the minute it's qualifiers out qualifiers out i mean they actually have a tournament which they can kind of get to the to like have a realistic chance of getting to the knockout stages well because and i'm sure the the Mm -hmm. the actual country and the fans can actually get behind that
1: yeah um and it can still play uh, england or spain in friendlies and stuff and get revenue from that like I'm sure I was gonna say I'm sure it would be a miss for the fan scene and play big teams, but surely it is demoralising going and seeing and play England or even Albania and getting panned five six seven nil. Like that that can't be nice. It's not like a League Two team get to play United away in the EFA Cup. It's that's a one-off thing that happens so so rarely that it's special. This happens every year f- for them. Like it can't be an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Surely yeah. not.
0: And because we spent so much time on this, I'm just going to make it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll be playing on the moon in 100 years' time. So there, there we go. Okay. That's my answer. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that is it for this episode. Um, like I say, next week we're going to be talking more of a focus on international football. Um, we, we will obviously be discussing the the City result as well. Hopefully that is a, that is a positive result. And we've got a couple of weeks To kind of dwell on a a big win against City.
1: Um, Yeah, that's the worst, isn't it? When sorry, when you've got like you get battered and you've got two weeks of no United to chew on it to try and get out your head. That would be the worst.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, last week going into the going into the international break last
0: time, I was it was quite nice to have a break. Did we? We just lost to Villa. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. before the last one, so it was nice to have a break from United, but. but yeah, hopefully we can get a win against City. And it's a, it's a positive it's a positive break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we will we will be talking more about that on and it again it will be released on. Shall we release it? Shall we do it a little bit early in the week next week and we'll release it on on Thursday, so just before the England game, as opposed yeah. to releasing it as
1: the England game is being played. Yeah. When is England's first game? On, we yeah on a, Friday next is week. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I've got to be honest, I haven't got a fucking clue. I literally don't watch them. But Yeah, that's yeah, it's fine just by me. Watch alongs, yeah, yeah. You have to do it, you, you you, have to force yourself to do it. I know, <laughs> that, so it'll be okay. Don't, don't worry, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, wonderful
0: stuff. So, um, if you have enjoyed the video, which let's be honest, you have, so leave a like if you are uh, on YouTube, give us a subscribe if this is your very first time uh, watching us. So, we would massively appreciate it. You can see, I mean, our subscriber count at the moment because we are very new is uh is tragic at the moment so you gotta, <laughs> gotta help us out you know what i'm saying yeah um and yeah get those questions in get those questions in um at on it in, in the comments get those questions in or, or, or the email any any form of communication basically get those questions in and you will be read out and we will answer it next week yes so yeah apart from that
1: deal have you got any closing words um Yeah, so well, in terms of questions, social media links will be in the bio, so you can can put it to our Twitter, you can put it to my Twitter, Dex Twitter, anywhere, YouTube comments, email will be in the description as well. So just, yeah, you know, talk to us lads and you'll you'll feature on the podcast, that's great. But um, apart from that, no, let's just, you know, hope we don't get panned by City on the weekend and have to endure two weeks of shit England football, pretty much. Very depressing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, at least we've got lots of uh, England play, uh, United players in the England squad. Oh, wait, no, we haven't. No, is Maguire really in really there? I, I, yeah, you would imagine. Yeah, yeah well, he is, yeah. It well, been... you know
1: what? I've, I've got stuff to say about that squad, but we'll get on to it next week.
0: Oh, it's a little teaser. Yeah,
1: Yeah. if anyone's listening this far, I doubt it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. All <laughs> right, we'll see you next week, uh, week guys. Ciao.
1: Bye.